spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchelet. You know what today is the ninth anniversary of? Uh, January 15th? I don't know. Well, what would be nine years ago? 2009. What happened on this day in 2009 in New York? Sully landed the plane on the Hudson. Oh, Sully on the HUD. Saved 155 people. If I had to pick whether to be on that plane landing in the river Mm -hmm. or being in Hawaii during a... uh, a drill missile or... alert. I think I'm going Hawaii. Uh yes. Mm. You you would you would feel like you had a, a place to hide. You know what else amazes me as you look back on the deaths of notable people. Uh, we were saying uh, Friday, Hubert, hum- Hubert Humphrey was only 66 when he died. Mm. That seems young to me. It really does. Martin Luther King was only 39. 39. Wow. It's a lot to accomplish in 39 years. Are we all in agreement that uh, what the uh, what the Vikings accomplished yesterday might uh, represent uh, the best in sports? Right, <clears throat> the happiest. Yes. Yep. The, uh, yep. You sold me on that. Uh, we're we're all pretty much in agreement. You want to know what the darkest? Let's go to the dark side. Going sports. to the other end. I'm going to take you to huh? the other end of the spectrum. I was noting this. Uh, the Australian Tennis Open is underway. Uh, and the Americans got off to a bad start uh, today with 12 players on both the men's and women's side failing, including top-seeded Americans Venus Williams and Jack Sock. But the biggest and most embarrassing shocker belonged to Coco Vanderway, uh, who ripped apart chair umpire Fergus Murphy over bananas. Over bananas? Mm-hmm. Well, this doesn't sound like it's going to end well. And uh, she lost to Tamia Babos, or whatever her name is. Vanderway entered Monday with a career-high ranking ninth and coming off her best calendar season of the year, but once again fell victim to her own combustibility. First, she was hit with a time violation for waiting too long for a banana to be brought to the court between sets. Oh, diva. Which resulted in a point penalty to start the second set. Vanderway whined to Murphy between sets after she refused to take the court without eating a banana first. Mm. I got to have time for my banana. (laughs) I was just trying to wait for what I asked for, and the chair umpire deemed that that wasn't a good enough reason, she said. But it only got worse for Vanderway. While she normally plays with emotion, she was hit with another point penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct while trailing 1-5 in the second set. After throwing her racket on the court, Vanderway appeared to scream obscenities towards... Yeah, Coco, uh, you got to dial it down. Yeah. Vanderway attributed her poor form to the flu. See, she blamed it on the flu. Ooh, I wouldn't want to play tennis with the flu, but you can't... I don't think any of the Vikings yesterday blamed anything on the flu. Oh, right? I don't think so. Uh... Well, that was the most embarrassing moment from a miserable Monday, which saw the U.S. women go to a shocking 1-9 and nine in play. The carnage started when 13th-seeded Sloan Stevens became the first of three American U.S. Open semifinalists to fall within hours in Melbourne. Uh, so so this, this diva, uh, Coco Vanderway, is sitting there quite literally waiting for a banana to be brought to her. And the banana 
did not arrive in time. So she was penalized for that. And then because she was penalized for that, she takes it out on the empire right. using all sorts of uh, words. Uh, uh, President Trump uses. <laughs> no, there were even worse than, oh, okay. oh, than he's used publicly. Got it. Do you see where somebody was able to uh, project a uh, screenshot on his hotel in Washington? Huh? <laughs> no, what did they say? Bleep hole. <laughs> right over the door of his hotel. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. That's clever. That's a clever prank. I thought it was funny. So she has to sit and wait for a banana. She's waiting for a banana. And she blamed the organizers for uh, poor banana coordination. I was going to say, number one, wouldn't you have a banana already courtside? And number two, what took so long? Why don't you bring your own damn banana? Bring your own banana. She's a diva, obviously. If she's doing that emotional you crap. ever see professional golfers they'll be walking down the fairway eating a banana or an orange yeah potassium okay nobody's brought that to them they bring it with them right yeah tennis people really are divas huh i watched the uh the end of the sony last night after the vikings game yeah because i went to six playoff holes and and i was thinking geez these guys you know 24 hours earlier they were wondering if uh, the incoming missile was going to get that's them. right because it was in hawaii that's got right. it I was going to say, how was there daylight? Uh, but it was they were running out of daylight by the time uh, Kazire won over uh, James Hunt. I think it was the sixth playoff hole. Pretty nice payday, huh? Uh, it's a nice payday. Yeah. It's a nice payday. I, I've never been to Hawaii. I'd, uh, I'd like to go, I think. Let's go. Well, we I got a place to where, stay. Where did, you, where did you come up with let's, us? I mean, let's, let's take the show on the road. This is where I would have had my last bourbon. Where I would have had a lucky. Yes. As many as I could have lit. I would have looked like this. You know. (laughs) Only to have it rescinded, and then what are you going to do? You'd be drinking like this if you had what I got. What do you got? About six bucks. About six minutes left. I I worked that over the weekend to a few people. They said that was pretty good. Uh, That's a, that'll, you know, the young people don't quite get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Old timers, they don't, they can't stop laughing. They can't wait to tell someone. Guy goes into the bar and he sits down. And he tells the bartender, "Give me everything you got on the top shelf." Mm-hmm. And the bartender starts pouring them for him. And uh, bartender says, "Man, I've never seen anything like this." And or whatever he said to him, right, right, because uh, it was told to us by a caller, right? Yeah. Uh, and he and he said, "Well, you'd you'd drink like this if you had what I had." And the bartender got a bit sympathetic and said, "Oh man, I'm yeah. sorry. What do you, what do you got?" And he said, "I got about six bucks." Boom. Six bucks. See, he didn't have any money, Matt. Yes. And he was ordering the, uh, are you are you preoccupied? Yes, I was trying to see if I could find Carl oh, was calling call? in that joke. Oh, I'd love to hear um, Carl retell that. And but while we, maybe while we we wait for that, we could, um, we'll, we'll listen to this one uh, right here. All right. Carl, go ahead, please. Yeah, they went into the nursing home. Uh, in the Al's room at the nursing home. And who, who went in? Said, what now? I'm sorry. Who went into a nursing home? Well, the nurse. Okay. Went in to check on Al at the nursing home, and he was taking the shoe polish and putting it all over his swimsuit area. And uh, the nurse said, no, Al, you heard it wrong. They said, turn the clocks back. I could listen to that seven times and laugh 
Carl. Can you find Carl uh, telling the other one? I want to look when for we that come one. Back? Yeah, let me look for that well, one. Oh, be, no, Al, you heard you wrong. Heard, you heard it wrong, Al. Right. Why don't you find uh, Carl with the other one? I can do that. Right. He's going in. Joe Suchere. You know what today's supposed to be? I guess it's what is today. I yeah. guess it's supposed to be. every Monday around this time of year is called Blue Monday. It's supposed to be the most miserable day of the year. Why? It certainly isn't around here today, is it? No, I, I people have the day uh, off. You'd think they'd be very happy. Well, plus spirits were so lifted. Uh, just a minute. Who is that? Uh, Brian. Brian, go ahead, please. Yeah, Joe. Uh, couple old guys ran into each other after quite a long absence, and uh, they were catching up, and the guy says, oh, did you hear uh, Mabel died, the wife? Mabel died. So, oh, that's too bad. What happened? Well, we are out at Wingfoot there on the 4th Fairway, and uh, she had a heart attack, killed over right there. Oh, man, that must have been tough. He said, oh, it was. The rest of the day, it was hit the ball, drag Mabel, hit the ball, drag Mabel. Thank you. That sounds like uh, that's about... 75 years old, and, and, uh, it reminds me of a better one. Hmm. Guy and his wife, or a guy is, uh, I just blew it. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. I'm guy, still looking for that one here now. A guy's playing golf, and the cart tips over. Yes. And a woman from a balcony nearby sees this. Oh. And she comes out on the balcony, and she was scantily dressed. Oh, boy, she's probably going to offer help, huh? And she said, "You are you okay? And he said, I, I think so. And, yeah. and, and he, he said, or she said, why don't you come up here? I'll, I'll uh, sit down for a minute, get a rest. And, and he said, well, I don't know if I should. Oh, come on. Right. Come on up. And he said, oh, okay. And he gets up there. And next thing you know, her robe fell over. Oh, whoops. And and she said, "Why don't you just take a nice seat right here on the on the porch? Let me get you a scotch." Okay. He said, "I really shouldn't. I should go. I should. I should really go." And she says, "Oh nonsense! You you need to relax. You just had that accident. Yeah, poor guy. You need to you need to tip the cart over, rest a little." And he said, "Okay." And and uh, so she comes back and she's really on display at this point. Yeah, right. And and, uh, and she gives him a drink and he said, "Thank you." And he said, "But I really should go. I should you know I should I should probably check on my wife." And she said, oh, don't even yeah, worry about that. Worry about don't that Where, where's your wife? And he said, oh, she's probably still under the cart. Boom. <laughs> a little. I bet she was a little mad, A too. little updated version of the one. Right, you know, drag, right, right. Hit, hit Mabel. And where's drag. Mabel? Well, that guy's joke reminded me of those terrible stories that that fellow from uh, Erlinger. Oh, uh, uh, Rick. From Rick from Harlingen. Harlingen, Harlingen Texas. Texas. Yeah. Uh, the terrible, terrible stories that he. Thankfully, we have not heard from him for a while. I don't know what uh, determines his his calling pattern. In any event, today is supposed to be the most miserable day of the year because January fifteen is supposedly the most depressing day of the year. A combination of factors conspire to make the third Monday of the year the singularly most despondent. These include recognition that Christmas is over, the realization of all the money spent celebrating, and the fact that most people are back at work. 
first coined in Britain and dubbed Blue Monday in the Northern Hemisphere, there's the added misery that January is also deep, dark midwinter. Well, not for me, not as a 21st-er. I'm, I'm fine with it. There's even a complex calculation that some believe proves that January 15 uh, is the most miserable day of the year, but others aren't so convinced and think Blue Monday is hokum. Post-Christmas has always been a downer unless you're on a month-long break relaxing on a beach somewhere, but Blue Monday only became a thing as recently as 10 years ago. Hmm. What's that? Who's on line one? Uh, Jeff is on line one. Just a comment on today's society. Jeff? Hello, Pat. Hey, first of all, I want to just give a shout-out to Adam Thielen. What a player that kid has turned out to be, huh? Yes, yes he is. So, Pat... No, I'm, I'm like, Joe. I'm Joe. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Joe. I meant Joe, Joe uh, yes. Pat will be up in 40 minutes, along with Bud Grant, by the way. Joe, you like words. So, years ago, my wife and I were watching the Wheel of Fortune. This guy has a chance, A woman has a chance to win three grand, and the phrase is, your oose is cooked. All you have to do is guess what letter. What letter would you say? You'd say, Pat, give me, or Joe, you'd say, give me a G, right? Your goose is cooked? Right. I can't make up the guy. The woman says, Pat, Pat Sager. That's what I'm saying, Pat. Pat, I'd like an M. Your moose is cooked? Uh-huh. Thank you. What, what just happened here? What? He said what, he was going to comment on society. What happened, how with, the last society two, what happened with the last two calls? Let's is try it because D it's Blue Monday? Let's try Dave. On what line? I think he's on two. Dave? <laughs> this is Nathan, Joe. There Nathan? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you haven't heard this one. Uh, oh. So a guy uh, a guy answers or goes to his neighbor's house, uh, rings the doorbell, and his, uh, his, this is his buddy. And his buddy's wife answers the door in a towel. And uh, he looks back, looks down the street, looks at his buddy's wife and goes, I'll give me 200 bucks you drop that towel right now. So uh, she turns and looks to make sure nobody's around and drops, drops the towel, and the guy hands his buddy's wife 200 bucks and turns around and walks away. His wife shuts the door, and her husband goes, hey, who was that? He goes, oh, that was your buddy Larry. He goes, oh, did you bring that 200 bucks he owes me? <laughs> all right, all right, that one at least. Dang it, I missed that what one. What is wrong with I missed you? that one. But what kind of screening are you doing? Well, I, this doesn't have to be I turned figured into since the, it's Elvis Blue Monday, we're just going to roll with what's it. What's this one? Uh, Ryan from Wilmer. I don't think he has a joke. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Joe. You know how you're saying it's supposed to be the worst day of the year? Yeah, I'm trying to get to it, but I keep getting interrupted right. well, with bad jokes. It, you know, it could be worse. You could have pushed the button on the missile defense in Hawaii, or you could have missed the tackle on Diggs. That's right. Yep. Thank you. Is something happening to people that they, they're becoming... Yeah, uh, they're not working today. They're in a stupor? Everybody's not working today. No more calls, then. If that's if that's going to be the tone of them, we, we can't... I'm trying to describe in good faith whether we should believe in this Blue Monday or not. How, where are we so far? Uh, I mean, we're working today. We're entertaining the masses and informing the masses. Well, it, Blue Monday dates only to 2005. So apparently prior to that, we, we didn't concern ourselves with whether there was a day in the year that was worse than other days. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Okay. Did you just cough? I did. I have a cough that I can't uh, uh, satisfy. You know, we keep reading and reading and reading that uh, the flu uh, is rampant across the country, uh, that it's a, it's a dire situation. Yes. Uh, and uh, Minnesota would be among the states where apparently flu is very widespread. Mm -hmm. 
are we just lucky that you and me, for example, are we just lucky that we don't have it? Um, I constantly am washing my hands. That's the all only the time. Sa- that's me too. That's the only safeguard. That's the right? only. That's the only. Sa- other than a flu shot, which I remember, got my. I got my flu but shot. But the flu shot that you get is not the strain of flu that is you know is going to kill you. I mean, there's different strains may of I, flus. May I ask you something? Yeah. Did the flu shot we get will that do us any good at all? Yeah, it'll, it's a little. It's a kind of a little booster to say, "Hey, immune system, be ready. This might be coming." Really, but it doesn't protect you from all flu. It doesn't protect you from the stomach flu. Have you we, can still get the stomach flu. Have we hit the peak flu season yet? I believe so, because that's why it's Blue Monday. No, Blue Monday has nothing to do with the flu. Oh. But wouldn't you think these below zero temperatures would just kill all the germs? I guess I don't know how. I, the flu yeah, I don't works. know what the incubation uh, situation is. But uh, if you can t- uh, tell my kids this, if you just keep washing your hands, you you multiply uh, your chances of not getting the flu by uh, hundred. That and don't uh, don't touch your hands to your eyes. Yeah, try. We not have yet to. to devise a safeguard against two year olds who sneeze in your face. Uh, that you you roll the dice on that one. That's don't happened you? to me so often that I think that's built up my immune system. Well, that's a, yeah, that's but that's good. That means those little ones are close by you. You're engaging. I'm determined. Keeping you young. I'm determined. I'm determined <laughs> to get to this Blue Monday problem. But now you can't now. sidetrack me, and I'll have to oh. in a moment. Uh, we'll be back shortly. But. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It's partly cloudy and 5 degrees. This update brought to you by MetaFast. Vikings, they had an improbable win yesterday afternoon. A 61-yard touchdown pass on the last play of the game. A play that, uh, well, by all accounts, shouldn't have worked. Uh, Coach Mike Zimmer had this to say after the win. Wow. It's a heck of a game, wasn't it? Um, And the good guys won. Zimmer was also asked about what's called the Vikings' curse because of their failures over the years. I don't think there's any curse. I've got a, I've got a uh, crystal ball, and I've got a, what is that? A wood spirit hanging in my office. So there's no damn curse. <laughs> what's a wood spirit? I have no idea. I don't know what that. I know what a Woodford Reserve spirit is. <laughs> Stephon Diggs caught that improbable touchdown. His reaction after the game? I still don't know what just happened. Neither do we. I really don't. Yes. All I can say is give it to God because without him, nothing nothing is possible, and I wouldn't be here. So, damn, that feel good. <laughs> he went to a Catholic high school. Maybe he's uh, deeply. Uh, is that where he learned to talk I like guess that? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vi- he can talk like that after that catch. Hell yes. Vikings will now play the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. That'll happen this Sunday. It starts at 5.40 our time. The winner goes to the Super Bowl AFC game before that on Sunday, Jacksonville at New England. Wild loss to the Canucks in overtime last night, 3-2. Jason Zucker and Daniel Winnick scored for Minnesota. They fell to 5-0-2 in their last seven home games. Wild off until Saturday now, and they'll play Tampa Bay at the Excel Energy Center. News notes from today from the Star Tribune. A teenage motorist involved in a minor collision at a Rochester intersection saw the other driver had a gun drawn and dared the man to shoot him. That's what happened, according to a friend who was in the teen's car. 
The shooting of 17-year-old Mohammed Rahman of Rochester occurred about 8.20 in the morning yesterday at East River Road and 31st Street Northeast. A 25-year-old Rochester man with a permit to carry a firearm was arrested, remains jailed on suspicion of second-degree murder. The man, who was yet to be charged, told police he was acting in self-defense. Two of the three passengers with Rahman gave on-camera interviews at the scene in Rochester and detailed how the confrontation between the two drivers played out. Noah Dukart said Rahim got out and confronted him. The guy who we hit wanted to fight. My friend got in his face, and then the guy we hit pulled a gun out. My friend said, I dare you, and he shot him right through the heart. Riley Bongiorno told the TV station, I tried putting pressure on the wound, trying to make it stop. I could just see in his eyes he wasn't coming back. Police say Ramin tried to make a right turn from East River Road onto 31st and slid into a ditch. The man in the other car took evasive action, was almost hit by Ramin's car. Raim reversed out of the ditch and hit the man's vehicle. That's when Raim and one of his passengers got out and confronted the man. Police Captain John Sherwin told the Rochester Post Bulletin there was some posturing and words exchanged, and that Raim approached the other driver. Sherwin said the driver of the other vehicle was on his way to referee youth basketball game when the crash and shooting happened. Witnesses are still being sought, according to police. In particular, whoever was driving a newer red SUV on the same street about the same time the shooting occurred. State fair starts what about seven months, John? Yeah, it's unnecessary. Well, it's uh, there's a news story here about the state fair. He's hiding behind fact right now. Yeah, a new pet exhibition and demonstration area. Upgrades to the livestock complex and changes to utilities and transportation infrastructures are some of the state fair projects for which $11.1 million has now been approved. John, you couldn't have done the news without this. This isn't much of a news story. Well, I thought it'd be good to point out. a slow news day, John? Yeah, it's, you know, it's Martin Luther King Day and the news is... Kind of blue Monday, you know? I'm I'm determined to get to that. I don't like blue Monday being on Martin Luther King Day, though. it's It's the third Monday in January. It happens to be it happens to be MLK Day today. Mm. I think Third Monday would almost always be MLK Day, wouldn't it? I have no idea. Usually, I would think so. Yeah, yeah we got to get somebody to change that because we can't have that. Uh, I don't think th- uh, Martin cares. Thirty-eight when he died. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Oh. Yep. Uh, according to the press release from the State Fair, the State's Fair's board Still on that story, managers right? yep. approves. Oh, there's a lot yeah. coming yet. On You're this. not doing any new food. Or approves anything. seven point not yet seven point two million dollars in capital work and three point eight million dollars in maintenance uh, maintenance projects for the year. They also talked about admission prices, uh, but they will not go up this year. They will remain the same. Uh, meanwhile, the State Fair has also purchased Ye Old Mill, which is billed as the oldest attraction at the fair. John H. Keenan Sr., they've run it for the last 102 years and five generations, his family. He said, it's been an incredible experience sharing this tradition. We're so pleased the State Fair will continue the tradition for future generations. Are you uh, going to return to the fair or are you going after the Royal Warrant? Hmm. Remember the Royal Warrant? I'll make sh- I'll make my... Uh, my uh... Don't you have to know by now? No, not yet. Oh. Next month. In February is when you I declare. See. I see. Well, when you apply, you know, there's no ever guarantee you're going to get into the fair. You've got to follow their procedures. I understand. Yep. Senator Lindsey Graham told a South Carolina newspaper this morning that his memory hasn't changed about the White House meeting in which President Donald Trump reportedly referred to Haiti and African nations as bleephole countries. In an interview with the Post and Courier, he seemed to challenge the accounts of fellow Republican Senators Tom Cotton and David Perdue, who attended the meeting last Thursday with Graham. They've given shifting defenses of the president's comments. After initially staying quiet, the two Trump-allied lawmakers issued a joint statement the day after the meeting say they didn't recall. 
what the president had said. But in separate TV interviews yesterday, they denied Trump's comments. Graham said today, I know what was said and I know what I said. Senator Dick Durbin, who attended the meeting, said that Trump did use the vulgar language as reported and described the president as saying things which were hate-filled, violent, racist. While Graham has not directly confirmed Trump's remarks, he issued a statement praising Durbin after the lawmaker spoke to reporters Friday. Graham also noted he told Trump in the meeting that America is not defined by its people, but by its ideals. Chelsea Manning yesterday confirming via Twitter she's a candidate for U.S. Senate in Maryland. Oh, good. Three days after making her intentions known to federal election officials, she tweeted, Yup, we're running for Senate. On what uh, basis? What uh, what ideology? Uh, she's a she will, uh, Democratic primary is what, oh. she's, what she's entering. Mm-hmm. So, 30-year-old Manning filed her statement of candidacy with the Federal Elections Commission last week. Known as Bradley Manning for the, at the time of her 2010 arrest, the former Army intelligence analyst was convicted of leaking classified documents to the anti-secrecy website WikiLeaks. Manning came out as transgender after being sentenced to 35 years in prison. President Obama granted Manning clemency before leaving office last year. She's running as a Democrat, will likely challenge two-term Senator Ben Cardin in the primary. Is she running uh, uh, by virtue of being transgendered? Is that her is that her, uh, her platform? platform? I do not know. Or maybe, uh, maybe military intelligence is her platform. Uh-huh. The Honda Accord won Car of the Year today at the Detroit Auto Show. The Accord beat... Huh. The- Again, here I am, and the Detroit Auto Show yeah, is underway. You're, one of these years you were into going. a bit, isn't it? It's it just has. turned into it's a like, bit. Um, you know what part of it is? I hate to fly to Detroit because if you get a half inch of snow, you're done. You're done. You can't. You know, the, the things that bother you or your 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 quirkinesses yeah. ceases to amaze me. Will you go with me and guide me through it? I'll take you to Detroit. Yeah. The accord. You're be- like Susan Lucci. You know you're. Some, something's supposed to happen, and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, she's supposed to win an award. She never wins. I never thought of uh, the Susan Lucci comparison. Yeah, because you're saying, <laughs> I'm going to go to the Detroit Auto Show, and then you don't go. Yeah. So that'd be a hell of an auto show to visit. I keep threatening. More so than L.A.? <clears throat> I think so. It's mm-hmm. the home of the automobile. Okay. The Accord. I think you have some romance. Like when you went to London and you expected, you know, Jack Frost and <laughs> Well, what chestnuts. do you think I expect in Detroit? I, you I, expect... Uh, uh, Henry Ford and no, no. the old Model Ts. No, and, I don't. No, yeah, no. that's what you're you're thinking. No, that's how they built an engine. Damn it! The assembly line with the music in the background. Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> the Accord beat the Toyota Camry and the Kia Stinger. Honda rolled out a completely new car for the 2018 model year. It's powered by a choice of two different four-cylinder turbocharged engines. Hybrid and high-performance versions are also offered. It's the biggest Accord ever in terms of interior space. Uh, CNET's Chris Pauker, the juror who voted for the award, said Honda seems to have executed some sort of magic trick. Not only is this 10th generation Accord sleeker and more decisively styled, it's somehow roomier, too. This would be the third year in a row that Honda's won one of these awards. The Honda Civic won Car of the Year in 2016. The Honda Ridgeline won Truck of the Year last year. Two other major prizes awarded today. The Volvo XC60 won Utility of the Year, and the Lincoln Navigator took home Truck of the Year. There's never been better cars or trucks or better selections. And then there? Detroit, the Detroit Auto Show, to appease you know purists like yourself, mm-hmm. they have uh, 
uh, uh, performers from the time. Oh, yes, help me with this crankshaft. Uh, young Henry Ford at your service, sir. As he's I don't, wiping I don't. his hand off. He's got a jumpsuit. And how did you arrive here at this uh, <laughs> I don't see Detroit that. Auto I, I Show don't, today? I'm not seeing it that way. <laughs> no, I think that's it. A young Henry Ford at your service, sir. Well, I, don't, I don't think he was British. How about some petrol? <laughs> I don't think he was British. Yes. Right. Well, Henry Ford from Great Britain. <laughs> Sam Sam Ryan coming. Yeah, Samuel. Oh, he's downstairs. Why the boiler? You learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's Sam Ryan. Hi, thanks, Joe. We are going to stay in this Arctic air for one more day. Then we'll begin to warm up starting on Wednesday. But for tonight, we'll see overnight temperatures dropping to around 5 below here in the metro. We'll have wind chill at times down to 25 below zero. So therefore, we do have a wind chill advisory out for the metro. And there's a wind chill warning, which means wind chill values could drop as low as 40 below over far western Minnesota. Then tomorrow, we'll see a little more sunshine, partly sunny skies, high of around 6 above. And then one more night below zero Tuesday night. Won't be as bad, though. Not much wind there. Minus five. Then Wednesday, we warm up into the 20s. Here we go. 24 degrees for a daytime high. Continuing to warm up on Thursday. We'll have some clouds around just due to some snow melt that will start taking place. High temperatures on Thursday should make it up to near 30. And then the middle 30s on Friday. Friday will be the warmest day. Saturday, still in the 30s, just above freezing. And then on Sunday, we are talking about the potential here for a little bit of snowfall. And the weather out in Pittsburgh on Sunday right now looks like it's going to be mild there as well. They could have some drizzle. High temperatures right now looking to be in the middle and upper 40s for the Vikings game. And Joe, I have your records. January 15th. January 15th, 43. 43. In 1990. In 1990. And minus 37. 37 below. In 1888. And of course, the thermometer there was over at Fort Snelling, not at the airport. All right. Thank you. Yes, with all the performers. Thank you. Thanks, Sammy. All right, this Blue Monday. Uh, no, why are you? Why are you trying to push Blue Monday? Well, Let's, I, I, people it, are off of work today. Why are you trying to bring everybody I'm down? Not, let's, I'm, I'm saying, if it's a Blue Monday, let's bring people up. Let's change it. Let's get. Uh, let's go with one. Yeah, there we go. Bill, Joe, how have you been? Good. Hey, excellent. I wish we were driving around a golf cart on the lot at uh, Highway 61 today. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Anyhow, I want to cure your paranoia, Joe. They always have two auto shows, an A show and a B show. Yeah. And the A show always goes to L.A. and Chicago, Detroit, and New York. The B shows hit all the other cities. All right, so I can always catch a B show. Yes, sir. I would advise hit hit a B show at Chicago or have some fun in L.A. All right. Thank you, Billy. Thanks. Good to hear you. All right. Thank you. All right, so we're talking cars. What... uh... I mean, let's. The cars is upbeat. Post Christmas has always been oh a bit of a downer. God. All right, Blue Monday only dates until two thousand five. Uh, it was then that Dr. Cliff oh, Arnall, yeah, a lecturer and freelance happiness why you, guru. Why freelance doing, happiness I, guru. I don't understand why you're doing this. Freelance happiness guru. Oh, happiness. Okay, you got me. I'm listening from now. South Wales. Dreamt up his gloomy calculation that concluded. That the third Monday of January each year was always the most melancholy. The calculation goes like this. W plus D minus D times TQ divided by M times NA. 
Uh, W stands for weather, D for debt, small D to the monthly salary, T for the time since Christmas, Q the period since we've broken our New Year's no, resolutions. No, we can't do this to Dr. King. This is M, So they figured out this for formula and gave letters. Dr. King the Monday, this Monday? Mm-hmm. We have to change this. He um, deserves more than that. Checking out at so, 39 and so, all he's done. So what happened is that... Uh, oh, my Lord. The, people really... Uh, do you... Can I, Blue Monday? The general idea seems to be that on this day... All the bad stuff in our lives outweighs the good stuff, but not today no. here. Not today here. The Vikings won, so yeah. we're on a high right now. We don't want to be brought down. Hence, today is a Monday that feels marginally worse than the Tuesday after the massive festival you went to uh, that you remember being the best time of your life, but three days no. later you weren't sure. Uh, however, do not despair, say psychologists, for Blue Monday. I, uh, I ran into Steve Jordan today, the former tight end. I'm not I'm not. Done. I know. Blue Monday, though, really? You know what he I think is? People would find it interesting. You know what Steve Jordan is? About as fit as could be. He looks like he could play today. He was leaving. Didn't this t- kid play for New Orleans? Uh, yeah, very successful. Signed a big contract. Mm-hmm. Steve Jordan. Uh, where, where, art- where'd you see him? Uh, I, was, I was out there. He was. Uh, he was leaving. T- Are you sleep deprived? <laughs> no, not today. Uh-huh. Not today. He was uh, leaving town, and he really looked. He really looked well, I'm, good. I'm happy for that. That's yeah. that's interesting. And he's but very it's proud not of his nearly son. as interesting as Blue Monday. Well, not maybe nearly his, as interesting. Maybe as Blue Cameron Monday. Jordan has got a Blue Monday because he lost yesterday. Well, the psychologists say don't worry about it. Uh, January in the UK is peak holiday booking time. Okay. Uh, in fact, many psychologists have poo-pooed the whole idea of there being a Blue Monday. University of East London academic. Jolanta Burke reckons Blue Monday is only blue because it's become something of a self-fulfilling Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Howard. Prophecy. Whoa. Howard, you have an emergency phone call for Joe? I do. Hey, Joe, do you hear the one about the guy gets uh, stranded on the desert island? And uh, he's out there for a couple of weeks, and he's you know looking for stuff to do. Uh, here comes this beautiful woman. And then, and then she's, she's, and she's, and he says to her, you got clubs in there? Yeah, thank that, you. I, Damn, listen, that was pretty good. Yeah, listen to me. I I want to get through this. This is important because wait, wait, I wait, because, Christy, I talk at must. I didn't even screen her. I'm so excited to get her on Blue Monday, Christy. Joe, I have two words for you. Yeah, zip it. Goodbye. She didn't like Blue Monday. Apparently not. Well, I, but it's it's. You know what I was driving up to, though. What I was leading up to. Okay, I'll give you thirty seconds on closing out Blue Monday. I think that GLers would not even buy the concept. See, that's where I was trying to go before you so rudely tried to oh, derail well, me. I'm fitting into your this story your comes theory. out. This story comes out every year, the third Monday in January. Oh, look out! You're crushed by debt. It's winter. You're all going to suffer. Yeah. GLers don't buy it, and especially GLers today so in I'm, Minnesota aren't buying it. This is probably one of the most me. festive. I'm not buying it. That's why I want you not to do it. It's probably one of the most festive Mondays we've uh, we've had here when you factor in that football game. We're having a little MLK party tonight at our house. Are you? Yeah, what would I think the th- one was canceled today. What would the theme of that be? I don't even know how uh, one would go eating about Eating well, gambling, oh, well, playing games. All right, that's fine. We don't really reflect on Dr. King's... Well, that's know, what you should do. I think Dr. King would want us to be Have family fun. this way. Yeah. yeah. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that.
And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. Uh, folks, just wrapping it up here on a uh, blue Monday. If you want to get depressed, you uh, go ahead and tune in here. I didn't do anything about it. This is uh, we're wrapping up the bluest of blue Mondays. In fact, uh, I would think that it's a hoax. It can be no more of a blue Monday than any other Monday of the year. Are we encouraged to go do some kind of shopping somewhere? <clears throat> I have no idea, but oh. it's a particularly not a blue Monday here following that magnificent uh, yeah, there you go. unexpected ending to the football game. Now, Bud Grant is joining us right after the top of the hour. I just chatted with him. He's in very good spirits. Well, as well he should be. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for Bud that'll help uh, clear things up on that catch. I'm uh, sure Patrick does as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pat's still, uh, is he still in the fort? Pat, say hi. Hello. He's ready. (laughs) He's ready. (laughs) Nice football game, Patrick. It was different. You don't see him like that every day. I'll accept that. It was was different. More in-depth analysis, though. That's what's coming up. That's what's what's coming coming up at three. It was different. And uh, uh, Bud uh, is going to be joining us, and that's uh, he got a lot of screen time yesterday. I'm glad we're talking to him. I want you to ask both those guys your Minnesota sports question. Don't do it now. Let's put them on the spot about that catch Uh, and uh, that that, play. That's fine. That's fine. That can be coming up. Okay. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis.